Log Talk Radio. In my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. Fans going crazy for the boys of fall. Hey, everybody, welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson. Uh, I'm your host, Dave Johnson. Uh, first of all, tonight, I would like to thank all the people that have showed their concerns and thoughts and prayers for me while I've been out sick and a special thanks to Coach Mike Wallace for filling in for me and and all uh it's been a last few weeks has been pretty pretty good so hopefully we'll get back to normal around here. Um he's gonna be on the show tonight. Uh the topic's gonna be about practice and preparation. Um to me there there is no substitute for it. And uh you know, me and me and Coach Mike went to a uh, wrestling tournament this weekend, and we could just about watch the kids by the way they approach the the match and the way their coaches approached them, and all that. We could almost tell who was going to win before the match even started. And uh, you know, by the way, they're just the way they handled their sales and the way the coaches handled their sales and their approach to it. You could you could tell that there was. Just, I mean, if if we couldn't pick it, it was a down-to-the-wire match. They'd win on points. But, you know, some of those coaches really got into it, and their kids performed and rose to the occasion. And kids that didn't do so good, the coaches just sat over there and, and uh, you know, never had anything to say. So, you know, first, uh, I'm all about, you know, we coach from the time – game starts till it ends and uh you know so that's uh that's the way we like to do things and you know my friend terry young he's the head wrestling coach at morristown west and and they're practicing uh twice today they practice in the mornings and then they practice in the evenings and uh those you know those young kids are are getting a lot better and they're and they're always uh going the distance, you know, very, very seldom did they get pinned early in the match. And I understand, you know, he gets to see those kids a lot more than what we get to see ours. And, and, uh, you know, if, if we could get our girls more than, than what we do now and get them to show up and participate like that, there's no telling, uh, how things would go. And Mike, you know yourself. Uh, when we were sitting there talking about it, you could definitely tell who practiced and who didn't. Yeah, it, it started with just the body language. Uh, you had uh, Morristown West. I mean, those, those guys were, although they were extremely young, you could tell they were well coached because of their body language. Uh, and when you're well prepared, uh, you carry yourself uh, a certain way. 
and uh, you certainly saw it with Morestown more West. And, and along with other players, I think they had the best wrestler in the state there, um, or one of the best, uh, the kid from uh, Tennessee High. And you could tell that he was just ready uh, because of uh, his preparation. And so, yeah, absolutely, preparation is, is, is the key. Uh, and you can tell a lot by your body language. Yeah, you sure can, and you know, even when we watched those girls wrestle, um, far as I was concerned, Terry had the Morristown West. Uh, they had the best girl wrestler there. Uh, we're hoping to actually get her on our team um, when she gets to wrestling. But you know, if we, if the best thing for him is he sees those girls and guys twice a day. The worst thing for us. We see ours once or twice a week if we're lucky. And, you know, when when you can get those kids every morning working out and then every evening showing them, coaching them, doing those kind of things, that's that's where it's at. And you could definitely tell the, the ones that really um, get into it and the ones that don't. And, you know, what's really frustrating is, is like us, you know, as a, as a coach, you know you can have a great team, but these girls don't understand. I don't think they understand, and it ain't just the others; it's ours too. The, um, you know, what it takes on a regular basis, the importance of being at that practice every time you have one. Well, yeah, with us, with the limited limited reps that we have with with our players. Uh, you know, like like I said, we we're lucky if we see them twice a week. So every every snap counts, every practice snap counts. Um, so you know that our preparation time, our learning curve is is much uh, it, it's greater than for those individuals that are <clears throat> at any other sport that have them five times a week. Um, we talked to I talked to a girl uh, yesterday. Uh, she wrestles and she practices every day until five thirty. Uh, so, you know, her preparation is just going to be, like I said, the learning curve for her or for our team against that is just, it's just that much more. And so, yeah, every snap practice, uh, counts. I'm, I'm sure the, uh, elite teams in women's football practice more than a couple of times a week. Um, I can't say I've never been to one of their practices, but, I'd, I'd bet they practice at least three, maybe four or five times a week and, you know, and get the majority of their players there. And that's that's why they're the best. I mean, that's why they're the best teams in women's football. It's no secret. I mean, anybody, I'd, I'd argue with anybody over it. Um, sure, those players, they get good players in from other places because they want to win. But I guarantee you, all those players didn't come from somewhere else. Um, they've coached them up. They get there on a regular basis. They work at it. Um, they go through drills. I mean, people don't realize that if you cannot run your drills without mistake-free when nobody's on you, the chances of you making those same mistakes in a game are greater because you got all the commotion going on. So, you know, the the more you can practice, the more people you get there, the better off you're going to be. And I mean, it takes a lot of hard work and sacrifices to be the best. If you want to be the best, 
you got to beat the best. And if you're going to beat the best, you got to outwork them. You got to outpractice them. You got to give up something. And I'm just guessing. I've never been to one, and and uh, I don't know that you have either, Mike. But you know, I'd bet you if we um, left here in, in December, or January, and went to Dallas, they got the best team, and we stayed a week. I bet you we'd find them practicing about every day. Well, one is the weather down there is it's a lot it's a lot warmer than it is here. But absolutely. Um, and, you know, you talk about drills. Uh, you know, the one thing that is important, too, is to make sure that the drills that you're conducting equate to some type of game situation. Uh, if you're going to backpedal, make sure it's your defensive backs that learn how to backpedal. Uh, if it's your offensive line, make sure that they're knowing how to pull. I mean, those are things that equate to, uh, to game situations. But, yeah, you're right. They're probably practicing five times a week uh, because, like you say, to be the best, uh, you know, you have to practice like the best. And, and, and a misconception is is that practice makes perfect, but really what it is is perfect practice makes perfect. And, uh, you know, that's what we're trying to do here. Yeah, and, and you know, not only does the players show up, all the coaches, I'm sure, show up. Um, you know, they're all got their schemes going. They meet with each other. Uh, they're not stepping on one another. They're not trying to um, – coach the others, players, the position players, you know, all that people don't understand. I mean, a lot of teams only have one coach, so he has to do it all. So, you know, I'm, I just about bet you that those elite teams and Dallas being Dallas elite are an elite team, I, I bet they do things like that. And, you know, this is sort of off base about football, but uh, my nephew, Eli Johnson, plays basketball for the local middle school here. Very huge lines, and they're going for a three-peat this year. And, uh, you know, my brother, John, and Mark Mason, they coach that team. And you wouldn't believe the work they put in during the summer. Uh, they open up the gym. They shoot. I mean, they got these kids ready to go. I mean, they've not even been challenged in a game this year. I mean, they've won every game by, like, 40. And... You know, when you practice and you prepare for every single situation and you do that enough and you believe in yourself and you've got great coaches, not only are they the best coaches in middle school, in my opinion, they're the best coaches in the state of Tennessee, uh, period. And, you know, when when you do all that, there's there's just no, no – a lot of these pe- teams don't have an answer. I mean – if they really bared down and played their starters the whole game, they'd score 100 about every game. And, you know, people say, well, they got the best players. Well, how do you think they got those players? You know, they made them. They, they work with them. And they practice. And they prepare. And, you know, I talked to my brother a little bit last night, you know, and he told me, you know, I was picking his brain a little bit. So I could talk tonight about it and this, that, and other. And you know what? They've been preparing the game they won last night. It's over. They're already preparing today for the game they have this week. And then tomorrow, the same thing. You know, that game is done. And and so much of a lot of women's football, they keep riding and riding and riding on one win and and this, that, and the other. And and don't get me wrong, every win is great, but you got to move on. You know, it's like us. We had a great season last year, but we've moved on. You know, um, I've moved on. This is a different year. 
you know, things are going to be harder for us than ever before. Uh, so I just I wish these girls could um, understand that, that, you know, the better you get, the more practice you have to have. People just don't understand that. It's not the better you get, the less practice. It's the better you get, the more practice. And, you know, Mike, if, if these girls could just get that into their head, then then not just our team, but every team uh, would be, you know, so much better across the board. Well, one one thing that it does is just being around each other. It also just it builds a culture, uh, and the culture being that you know they're willing to play for one another, uh, and and that's big. And like you said, we know as as champions from last year, you know last year's points don't score this year's touchdowns, or this year's touchdowns don't score this year's point or last year's points, or however you want to say it. The point is you have to be better uh, every time. Um, uh, every time you step on the field, the target on your back is that much is that much greater, uh, and so yes, to pr- you, you just you have to uh, you have to want it. I mean, you know, you, listen. So much has been talked about. Well, are you gonna are you gonna repeat? Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, that, that remains to be seen. If we're gonna, you know, what even we're gonna put on the on the football field? You know, it's a game at a time, uh, and it's a practice at a time until we can uh, until we see what happens on March thirty first. Yeah, uh, you know, I I can't stress enough, and I know me and you talk about it on a regular basis, and I talk to a lot of these girls on a regular basis and tell them, hey, the importance of practicing and preparing for these games, there's just no substitute for it. I, I could say that over and over tonight, and I couldn't say it enough. Um, hard work, there, there's no shortcuts for it, and I, I'm telling you. There's there's none, but for some reason it just don't sink in with a lot of these women football players, and you know the girls we've got that show up on a regular basis this year, I've already seen a big difference in, you know some of these new girls we've had a couple new girls show up a lot, uh, you know just off season workouts or sort of get together. It's not mandatory, but. I've already seen a big difference in them. And the ones that haven't been showing up, I'm sure we're going to see a big difference in them too. Yeah, well, you know, that just goes, to, to, you know, there, there's no substitution like you're saying. So you can't, you know, tonight, tonight's subject is, it's, it, I mean, we can talk about it in so many different aspects. Uh, but what it comes down to, like you were saying, there is just no substitution for hard work. Uh, and you only get better when you practice, and especially when we have the limited time. Uh, there, there are so many different things that go on in women's football that, you know, the last couple of shows that I had done, uh, we talked about what the game was different from, from the guys' game. Uh, and, and most women, again, it's so unnatural for women to play football. They have such a huge learning curve to make up. Uh, so, you know, if they're not for these new ones that haven't played, uh, you know, Every snap in practice is as crucial as every game uh, that that they get that experience. Uh, and for us, we literally give our players experience in practice, these new ones, uh, as opposed to the old veterans coming back that know what they're doing. So, you know, you're right. There's no substitution for hard work. Uh, and the more you have them in practice, uh, the better. Yes, sir. I, I just wish they could, you know, it, it could sink in uh, for these girls. We could – 
you know, we could be so, so good uh, right here in the Tri-Cities if we just had 100% participation. And I'm going to tell you, we start officially on December the 30th. And uh, if they're planning on playing for Tri-Cities Thunder, they need to be there. I'm here to tell you, this year is going to be different than, than any other year. Um, you know, me and and my coaches, we understand the importance of practice. And no more than we're going to get to practice. If they're going to play here, they, they're going to have to step up more than ever before. The, the goal's high as it's ever been. Um, the competition's going to be as good as it's ever been. Every year we've had a team, the competition's gotten tougher. Um, you know, and it ain't just high. I think I'll show up today and not show up next week. And, you know, if it holds true, we're going to have enough players to – somebody's going to be standing there waiting to take your position. And, you know, you can either uh, rise to the occasion, step up and fight for it, or – you can stand over with me and Mike. I mean, it's just all of what you want to do. And it it don't matter to me who plays and who who don't play. I, I just want to win. Um, you know, we want to win the right way, and that's through practice, preparation, dedication, um, all the all the above. I mean, there, I, I could say it a million times, there's just no substitute for it. And if, you know, it seemed like every year, We've gained ground on getting girls at practice, and uh, you know I can tell. I'm I'm telling you, from one year to the next, players that have stayed. Uh, we got you know a girl that the uh, first year she played, I was on her every single day in practice. I mean, she's a young girl, stayed on her, got her mama on her. You know, just told her, hey, I don't know what to tell you about her. She needs to rise the occasion, or you know, get better, or to stay at home. And, you know, this year she shows up and uh, she comes back and, and is one of the uh, most improved players. So, you know, there, there's something to it. I mean, we're not just harping and we're not just um, on these girls' hind ends or, or whatnot. Um, I, I feel like that if we're going to take our time and put forth 150% effort, then that's what I expect out of all these players. Um and and I know I'm harping a lot on our team. Uh, I've been sort of let down at some of these workouts we've had. I've been sort of mad about it all week. And I ain't going to be unmad until we start getting those numbers up. So, um, you know, if you're listening you play for the Tri-Cities Thunder, <clears throat> we have a workout, you need to be there. And you know who you are, and the ones that show up know who they are. You know, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort to hoist up that trophy and you can ask anybody that's ever hoisted it up you didn't just not show up at practice show up on game day and do it because there's there's people working hard and uh you know that practice and you know the the preparing the coaches preparing for the game plan and their schemes and and the players and what positions they're going to play and where the mismatches are and and putting in your special plays and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, Mike, if we could, if we got 25 on our roster and we could get 25 at practice on a regular basis, just think of how good we could be. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, 
that, just the thought of that really gets you excited. But, you know, if you get 25 at practice, that means you got 11 on 11 at practice, and that means you're getting that much more experience. You're actually running what the, uh, the, the opposing defense is going to run that, that day and you, or that week, and you can actually vice versa it and run the opposing offense. So when you're running your scout defense and your scout offense and you're having 25-plus, you know, it just makes you better as a team. Um, you know, and we talk about practice, you know, a lot of things that come out of practice. And one of them is, is that, you know, it helps the coaches learn your, uh, your limits, but it also pushes you to yours. And uh, practices are supposed to be harder than the games. You know, you're supposed to work them hard in practice. So Saturday is fun and uh, they're executing it and, and they're executing your game plan and, and everything comes together. Um, so, you know, it, having that many people at practice, uh, it's just beneficial to the team and uh, to the team goals. Yeah, it sure is. I mean, we're used to getting well when you don't have but 18 and you get 15, uh, 16 show up. Um, you know, you can, you can run a little bit of stuff, but you can't do a whole lot, you know, and if you could actually, uh, run an off, run your offense against a defense and, uh, you know, your defense, you can see a real offense. Just think of how much better you can be. And to me that's that's the part that I don't I don't think they're they understand that it's to their benefit. I mean, when it boils right down to it, it's no skin off of our back besides the pride of us getting this team ready to play and winning football games. You know, it's there's nothing we can physically do about it to get these girls to to understand that importance of what it means to be there. I mean, you know what? You got a little ailment, you know, suck it up. And you know, it's it's one or two days a week. We're not talking about every single day here. We're talking about one or two days a week when you just have to put in a few hours to receive something great in the end. And if we could get on the same page, now we have a few that are that are there, and I know they hear a lot of harping from us. They're there regular, and if we could get all 25 to understand what that means to to the team, not just to themselves, but to the team and for the coaches, man, I'm gonna tell you, it, it would be just unbelievable what kind of, of small team you, you would have because you can actually work at it. I mean, you actually have a couple different players at every single position. And if one person goes down, you've been practicing this other person, they're stepped up and ready to go. And that's what we've been lacking is the lack of depth at the same position. You know, we've made do and we've filled in. I mean, we've got a couple players that, Actually, you just call utility players. They can play anywhere and have played anywhere. But when you can actually sit down and go through and you got two players, at least two players at every position, then you can gain some ground on some of these teams. Well, especially when you're looking at teams like uh, the, uh, the Dallas Elite or the Washington Prodigy who, you know, they're pushing 40-plus, uh, you know, but it, it is, you're not always going to have that, uh, the players. Like, you know, we struggle on a, on a constant basis. But for the teams that are out there that do uh, have too deep and that they're, you know, pushing 25, almost 30 people at practice, uh, you know, 
the, the, the way you prepare your team, uh, if you're going to have those many people at practice, you know, the best part of preparation for you to the, the best thing that you can do for preparation is to get them all involved uh, and, and to get them to know, not just know why or what they're doing, but why they're doing it. Uh, and, you know, just like your quarterback has to know every position on the field, you make sure your linebackers know every position on the field. You make sure you know your DBs and what coverages that they need to be in. And their receivers need to know what coverages are coming in. So, you know, that preparation, if you have that many individuals uh, and you're just one coach, it's kind of – it's really difficult. It's, it's pretty much impossible to have everybody engaged. But if you have the coaches – uh, you know, you, you have to give uh, those coaches time. If you have the coaches you're confident in, uh, give them coaches time to uh, prepare those positions as well. But, you know, you can't substitute if you have an eight players like we've, we've done it last year, last couple of years. You know, we'll have like maybe say nine or eight players show up and we'll end up running the whole left side plays and then we'll run the right side of the plays and if that's what you have to do that's what you have to do but um if you're pushing 30 players you're you're definitely in a good spot yeah that's that's for sure and i you know i know we haven't uh we finished with more last year than than ever before and uh that was 18 uh when i first started this team this will be our fourth year my goal was to always have 25 players. And that reason being is, you know, you're always going to have a couple hurt or injured or something here and there. I don't care if it's just a banged up knee or, or just something, Alan, that, you know, is going to keep somebody out of a game or practice. But if you've got 25 and they can all show up, you always got enough to, to go too deep at every position and also run offense and defense. And people just don't understand how much of an advantage that is come game day because most of the time when we have to run a defense, we're out there, um, our defense is looking at just, you know, maybe a player or two on offense, and they're really just running against imaginary people that we're telling them is going to be there and what they're going to be and other than a, scrimmage or joint practice um they usually don't see anybody out there and i'm gonna tell you that that's tough to do and when you take players that don't have the knowledge of uh, people that have played their whole life or coaches that have coached their whole life it's really really tough i mean there's just so much you have to cram in there and then when they mess a practice on top of that it's about impossible to to get everybody up to speed and and that's why I say, you know, this year is going to be different. If we can hold these players and uh, we can make sure that these players are going to be there, and, you know, it's definitely whoever shows up the most is going to have an advantage just on knowledge alone. If nothing else, just on the fact that they were there and got that knowledge that somebody else didn't. And most of these girls that we have, and I'm not picking on none of them, but the knowledge is, is just not there. And, you know, it's maybe because they're brand-new players. Maybe because they never watched football. They've never been around football. And all they learn is what they learn from us. And when you don't see them that much, it's it's really hard. So, you know, the topic being practice and preparation, that needs to be what you think about all night long if you're a women's football player and especially if you're a women's football player for the Tri-Cities Thunder, because you ought to be thinking of that all night long because that's what's going to get you 
to hoist up another trophy. That's what's going to get you to that next level. Sure, coaches are going to be there to help you. But if you don't show up for practice and you're not prepared when those games come, you're not going to be ready. And the coaches can't get you ready if you're not there. So, you know, when I when I was a player, it was it was unheard. You just didn't miss practice. Now I I understand it was a school and it was after practice, but for me, I always had to get a ride home. My mom worked. I couldn't uh, couldn't afford a vehicle, so I always had to bum a ride home. And you know that was uh, uh, the main thing was to get a uh, get a make practice. And then worry about the ride home, you know. So I didn't, I didn't care. I wasn't going to miss practice, period. And that's why that you know I was one of the better players on my team. There's no doubt about it. The whole time that I played ball, if I wasn't injured or at the doctor's office or whatever from an injury, I never missed practice. And I feel like that in any situation, I rose to the occasion. And Moss, I know you played and and. You know, I'm sure that's the way y'all handle things. I, I wasn't – it was a little different when I was in high school. I wasn't, like, one of the top players on the team. I just wanted to be a part of something bigger than what I stood for and um, or what I was. Uh, and we didn't win many games, but I enjoyed I enjoyed learning something new. And uh, I, I knew uh, that, uh, you know, like you, if I didn't come to practice, I didn't play. And I didn't play much. Um, I played enough. Uh, but, you know – I, I just I knew and I understood because the coaches drove it into us and it was instilled and we had, you know, consequences for us not uh, playing in the game or, uh, you know, just to wear that jersey was was just just enough for me. But certainly as you are brought up in sports, uh, you know, it, you the, the the more and more you go on inside uh, inside the sports realm, you you I guess the time really helps you with that as well. And I think with our girls. And just maybe in women in general, um, you know, if you don't have those players that you're showing up to practice and that, that you need, uh, what happens is you end up going through the season uh, learning as you go in games. Uh, and sometimes the middle of the season could be, you know, you might just be clicking or you just – you can either fall flat on your face or what, – what do we say, sink or swim? Mm-hmm. You know, you can either sink or swim. I mean, you're either going to get those those players that have that um, – uh, that, that learn during the season – um, or you're just going to fall flat on your face. So, uh, but we do have those players, and I'm sure there are a lot of them around the league and, and in the women's sports in general that just have uh, ailments that they think that they just can't battle through, uh, but they've never really tried it uh, because they, it's just not a natural thing for them. But we try to drive that home as much as we can. I think for the most part we do uh, a good job with those individuals that show up. Yeah, and, you know, a, a good point, being is um, the NFL, um, I know I'm sort of boycotting them right now, but the the fact that they are the best athletes in, in football, I mean, credit where credit's due. But just look at their team, out there at the teams, when a player holds out, don't when he don't come to training camp. Look how far behind he is. It's halfway through the season before he ever gets his legs, before he ever starts getting any production, because he's missed all his workouts. And those guys are the best. I mean, they're hands down 
the best football players in in the world, and you can't take that away from them. The ones that practice, I mean, I know people hate Tom Brady and people hate Peyton Manning. People hated Brett Favre, all those guys. They're great. Dan Marino, Joe Montana, those probably are the best five quarterbacks ever right there. The one common thing they have in in common is their practice habits. Their demeanor to be the best. They're, they want to be the best. They want to know every situation, what's going on. They practice harder than anybody. They prepare harder than anybody. Um, you know, they said Peyton Manning was just the ultimate to just drive practice into your hand, even more so than the coaches. Uh, things they said about the way he prepared at Tennessee was unbelievable. And that's why those guys, whether you like them or you hate them, are, are maybe the five best quarterbacks ever. Now, that's arguably, I know, but those guys are great. And they didn't miss any training camps. They didn't hold out. They didn't say, oh, I want this, I want that. When it comes time to play, they usually got their business taken care of with their contracts or whatever, and they're in there before anybody else, and they're practicing, and they're preparing for that day just like it's a game situation. You know, I, I hear them talk about, um, Reggie Wayne talked about on a show, my, that they had no drop Friday. And they went for like seven or eight years before they dropped a pass. That, and that's part of that's part of the culture uh, as a team. You, you get in there and practice and you build that up and no drop Fridays. That'd be awesome for us to – I don't know if we can do that. If we can have a no, we, I don't necessarily know if we can, sometimes it's a, it's a problem just getting the snaps back. Uh, and so, but you know, a no drop Friday and then go that long through the NFL uh, to be the top of the, the, the league is, is no drop passes. Um, of course, you know, Reggie Wayne, uh, it's Indianapolis. So, you know, he's working with uh, Peyton Manning most of his career. I think they were, didn't they, they, they were, they were an awesome duo. Let's put it that way. So when you're working with Peyton Manning, it's, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what you get, but you know you build that culture, and um, yeah, I, we should probably start something like that. Uh, no drop Fridays, maybe a maybe a. We already have a no show Thursday, so <laughs> I mean, let's uh, <laughs> maybe we can start that on on a Friday. Yeah, no doubt. Um, well, you know, really, um, it is it is that important, and uh, you know, uh, to me, it's one of the best as a coach. Of course, it's one of the best topics we've had just because I believe in it so much. And, you know, people don't realize how much I believe in it. And and this going on four years, I think so. In three years, I've missed one practice in three years. And for those that don't know, I drive a truck over the road. And, you know, to, to jump through the hoops and to do all the things that I did, to make it back for every practice is, you know, just to me, um, because I hate to miss. I mean, I just literally hate to miss. Not because I was worried about what was going on when I wasn't there. It's just the fact that I hate to miss because when I tell somebody something, when I tell you I'm committed and I'm dedicated to it, that's what I mean, you know, and that's what I want to prove. And when they show up every day, I want them to see my ugly face. You know, they say, hey, this guy's here every single day, no matter what. He told me he was going to be, and he's here. That's what we need in these players. 
And you know what? If we could just get on a majority basis, uh, I mean, I get it. Things happen. Some of these girls have kids. I get it. Some of these girls, you know, have a job that that keeps you away. But it's when you don't have that kid dragging you away or you don't have that job dragging you away. you got to be there. And that's the thing. You know, when when most of these girls can't be there, they usually let me know why, when, and early. It's the ones that don't let me know that really piss me off. And, you know, most of the time, it's for not a good reason. And you're not just selling yourself short. You're selling all your teammates short. I'm not just talking about my team. I'm talking about every team. Every player that does that to their team, they're selling themselves and their teammates short. Like I said earlier, it's no skin off my back. Other than us just trying to do our best to win football games, you're hurting yourself because if if I got anything to do with it, there's going to be people that are ready to take your position. So, you know, you, you need to wake up, realize you're not going to be able to play this sport forever. If you're getting older, some of you, some of you are real young. you got an opportunity of a lifetime. You need to take advantage of that just as much. And you girls that are in between, you can play uh, women's football from now on. No, just think of how many games you could win and how many championships you might have. If you put forth that little more effort that you maybe do in other things, or, you know, how about making an excuse why I can be at practice instead of why I can't be at practice? Those are the little things that mean the most, I'll promise you. We uh, we had a tryout Sunday, and there wasn't a lot there. It was cool, but I'm going to tell you something. What was there, we got the most out of every single one of them that was there. And that's what we have to do. And the new people that were there learned so much more. They're already a day or two just by being there ahead of the person that's got the same position as them. So um, with that being said, I'm going to quit harping on it. Um, We all know we need to practice and prepare harder. Um, So, Mike, let's let's get to these questions we got here. All right. Uh, First question we have is from – well, first let's go to the comment from Pat's fan. Loves the show. Glad to see you back. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. I'm glad to be back. Uh, let's go. Paula C wants to know uh, why don't coaches run their players for the positions that they play? Example, O line and D line running the same distance as receivers or the running backs. Well, that's a, that is a good question, and and I know um, you, you probably find this hard to believe, but what I what I try to do is I tell my players when they start running sprints on their own, what I'd like them to do is each each play in football will last from anywhere from four to ten seconds at the most. And I like for those girls to to look at their 40 or their 50 time and say, hey, how far can I run in ten seconds? And for a receiver, you know what, that that's probably 80 yards. Um, for a lineman, that's probably 50 yards. And if they're getting ready and preparing for the season to start, that's the kind of sprints I want them to run is eight to ten second sprints. If that's 40 to 50 yards, 
That's what they need to do. Um, two years ago, when we started running sprints, we actually started running our linemen half the distance that our uh, running backs, quarterbacks, and receivers ran, only because they don't run that far in a game. Um, you know, most of them are bigger. Most of them are out of shape. Most of them put in uh, less work, you know, because it's it's harder by their weight or by their size or just whatever the case may be. I mean, we're linemen for a reason. I'm a lineman. I mean, we're, we're linemen for a reason. So we actually did, you know, do that. Um, but I'm going to tell you, our practices here uh, are more upbeat, and we run so much in practice that we usually don't even run sprints anymore at the end of, end of practice because we run our sprints on the kickoff or the kickoff return, uh, prime or punt return. Uh, we try to do our sprints within that, and within each player, they cover the distance that they need to. And I, I agree that linemen don't need to run as far, but just think, you need to run as far as that play lasts. Yeah, well, you know, I, as the O-line coach, I'll tell you, uh, the, the question, it, it's a good question. And the only the only explanation I give you is, again, you have between four and ten seconds of a play lasting. But it's not so much how far our linemen run, it's how hard we push our linemen in practice and how and the same with our D-line. Uh, so it, it, coaches may they may swing back and forth and decide that's what they want to do. They may want to run their linemen that far, or they don't. Uh, but really, what it comes down to is the quality of practice that you have with your one on ones and your individuals. How hard are you pushing them? Because you can get the same effect on how you push them as opposed to making them run a thousand yard sprints worth of sprints. It, it just it kind of in the long run could probably do more damage than good. So. Uh, let's see. Next question we have is from Stan. We have uh, how much time in a week do you think is sufficient for a total practice, Coach? Well, if if it was up to me, we'd practice every day. Um, I mean, I'll just tell you, if that's the question, um, you know, I, I, I think once you can go out there and run every single play, that you have in your playbook, and you can run that mistake-free. Um, you can run that without any penalties. Uh, you can change the, the cadence. I mean, look, there's no secret here that we go on one or two all the time because we we work on so much other stuff that we can't afford to just sit and practice and try to drill in these girls' heads about changing the cadence and what that means. And, and in our situation, we never started any game with the five offense, same offensive linemen all year long. So that means we played nine football games or ten, whatever we played, and we had ten different combinations at the offensive line. New players, moving players from tight end to guard that's never played there, you got to get them ready to play. You don't practice with twice a week. You got to get them ready to play within, within that week of, practice and and again preparation that you don't have time to uh just sit there and, and worry about going on one or two so if it was up to me myself we practice five days a week um you know maybe not go so many hours during the day but we would get so good at just repetition 
reputation. That's how you get better, doing it over and over and over. And that, I think that's the difference in Mike and women's and men's football is the amount of practices they get put in during the week. Most men's lab, teams that I've been a part of, they, you know, practices, they run into having players show up as equal as, as anybody else. But I, I would I would say that for me personally, uh, practicing every day uh, would be great. But it's it, it, if you look at the actual question itself, it's not necessarily how long you practice. It's, it's the quality of the practice that you get. Uh, I remember in, in, in playing high school sports that there were times that our practice just stunk and the coach kicked us off the field because we just stunk that bad. Uh, he didn't want to look at us. And there were other days that we had great practices and that we were out of there early. So it really depends on the quality of practice you get. Uh, but the practice every day uh, is, is certain, certainly beneficial. Um, but if you can get that, that really good quality practice in there, like you were saying, where you can run through your whole playbook uh, and not have any botches, uh, you know, th- th- those are what you aim for. Um, Stan also would like to know, uh, do you or do we give uh, players regiments to do on their non-practice days? Well, we do. Um, you know, every every single person is different. Every player is different. I give um, girls that uh, are going to play offensive line, I give them different drills that they need to work on, depending on what their weakness and their strength are. Um, you know, a girl that can run a marathon, you don't give her the same um, regiment you do as a girl to sprinter, uh, naturally. So, you know, that's part of what I I think that we do well as a coaching staff is we um, evaluate our players and what their weaknesses are. We're telling them, hey, here's what you need to go home and work on. You already do this good. You don't need to do that. Now, this other person may do what you don't do good, but, you know, vice versa, and we send them home with something else. Now, again, how how serious are they to being better and wanting uh, to be that starter and wanting to be uh, the best lineman on the, the best team? Um, you know, depends on how much they work it. We can only send them home with it. And we do do that. We talk to each individual player, you know, hey, here's what you need to work on. We're always here if they want to work on it when they're not. They want to show up. Mayor might need one. Uh, Mike's off early during the day. Usually when I'm home, it's early. We can meet any of these girls about any time to, to work on stuff. So it all depends on the player and how much effort they want to put in. Yeah, I think for us or for general in linemen, I'm a lineman coach, so I think most of it is just making sure that they're doing their, their eating habits and their drinking habits are, are right. Taking care of their bodies is is the most important um, to make sure that they're actually back at practice and they're staying healthy. But, you know, it's it's – drills that we do in practice they're one-on-one drills if it's stepping off with their left foot i tell them hey go home and step off with your left foot about a thousand times or i mean that's exaggerating but i'll tell them hey go home and work on that work on your snaps work on your uh your drop back for your uh your pass your pass blocking uh receivers you know they should just you know listen i, I was a tight end i'd lay on the bed and throw the ball up and just catch the ball a thousand times or so before i went to bed so you know those are some things that Hopefully players that want to get better do on their own 
Uh, but certainly if coaches, uh, you know, need to enforce that, then they should. I mean, because, you know, that, that shows how much uh, you care as far as their growth for their uh, them as a player. Uh, Stan's third question. Uh, he says that he would like to know if there are any consequences uh, that are enforced to players that don't show to practice. Well, Stan, I, I'll tell you, I, I would love for there to be. Um, under under no circumstances, if we had 40, 50 players, you bet there would be uh, consequences. Uh, but when when you don't have but 15 or 18, um, you know, you you sort of have to take a blind eye to to some of the things or bite your tongue that you really really want to bear down on. And I'm not saying I like it. Don't get me wrong, because I don't like it. Because I'd love uh, to enforce uh, enforce uh, uh, consequences for the simple fact we have players that don't ever miss, you know, or if they miss, you know, it's for a good reason. And, you know, there's no um, secret that they're, they're there every year. We've got a player that, that's probably missed two, two practices in three years or three practices in three years or something. And, you know, it, every one of them has been for an hour town thing or, you know, let me know before the season even started, hey, I'm going to miss this day. Other than that, they just don't miss. And all three years, that player has been the MVP on our football team. And that's not coming from the coaches voting. That's coming from the players voting. So, you know what? They, every one of them, to me, should want to be that player. They should want to model it. Again, I understand some of them can't because of the situation with their family, having kids. Or, uh, you know, some of them their job. But some of these girls ain't that way. And I would like nothing more than to enforce some consequences. But when you don't have my 40 or 50 players, it's hard to enforce something that, you know, you're going to be fighting an uphill battle. Well, the, the challenge becomes uh, how do you enforce consequences Listen, coach and myself, we, we talk about this quite a bit. Uh, we, we, we talk more about this, I think, than, than, than we should, uh, and it's unfortunate. But you start to – the uphill battle is, is that, well, now you have 18 players, so if you start to enforce some serious consequences, you know what you start doing is you start running some of these players off. So now your team is even smaller than it was before you even started. Uh, that doesn't mean that these players don't get an earful. I mean, Coach Dave, I mean, he gets them an earful. He'll give them what for. Uh, now, on the flip side of that, Coach, we don't really have throughout the season. I mean, we might have one or two players. But for a whole, the, once the season really is starting to, in the swing of things, we, for the most part, have, have decent, uh, uh, you, know, you know, turnout for practice. It's, it's, the getting, it's leading up to the season that uh, it really takes a toll. Uh, but – you know, again, if if the uphill battle is cutting players and and then forcing them to leave, then you're going from an 11 man to an eight man team. Uh, you know, and that's not where you want to be. So your hands are kind of tied when it comes to you know who it is first of all that you want to let go, uh, and then it's it's just finding other creative ways to to go about getting them to uh, to fall in line with the culture of the team. 
Yep, it sure is. Uh, you know, I just, I we, you know, it's a conversation I wish we didn't have to have. Um, I, I really, you know, my goal was to never ever cut a player, and I don't want to cut any players, you know. But at the same time, when I'm rewarding all these players for showing up, and you know, players that don't show up get to reap the benefits that the ones that do show up. Man, that, that turns my stomach, and I'll tell you, it's hard for me to to swallow that. And you'd you'd think that you know some people would have more pride in themselves than that, but but they don't. But you know, you're exactly right, Mike. We get you know every year. I keep from the from the time that first practice starts, I've got a notebook of every single practice and every single player that's made that practice, and. You know, uh, this year is going to be no different. And, you know, last year, um, I think the first year we we had about half of those girls show up at practice. You know, the second year we had about um, probably 55 or 60% of what was on the team show up for practice. And this year I, I honestly think we're around 75 or 80%. Of, of girls that show up now that's pretty good and you know and I think it's because you know hey we're, we stay on about you know getting there you know about the importance of practice you know that's exactly what it is is practice and I don't care if it's your job if it's driving a car if it's talking on this uh, show or not the more you do it the better you are there's no if ands or buts about it and that's why practice is so important and and anything. And that's what drives me crazy uh, about it is why, if they know it's so important to practice, if they practice their singing or their dancing or whatever, and they know way more about that than they do football, why would you want to shortcut the one thing that you know the least about that requires the most. And that's the part that, that always drives me crazy. I'm sure it's going to drive me crazy uh, until we get 100% participation or until we get to those numbers to where we can, you know, say, hey, here, here's how it is. We got this amount of players. Um, you're either going to show up or, or, or else. And, you know, for me, you know, I don't want to get to that point, but uh, we um, we may, you know, at some point get there. So, you know, for everybody um, out there, um, I know everybody's saying, man, I wouldn't want to play for those guys. And, hey, a lot of people don't. You know, I'll tell you. Um, they call, uh, you know, I've asked a few of them, hey, do you think I'm a hard ass? And they say, yeah. But you know what? When they, when they hoisted up that trophy, I bet they wasn't thinking not one thing about that, you know, because me staying on them is is why we got to that point. Not just me personally, but, you know, the coaches and, and me staying on the coaches to stay on this one and that one. And, you know, some some of these players I never have to say a word to, you know. Some of them I never, ever have to say one word to other than just what we're doing in practice. Um, you know, some of these players Mike talks to. You know, he he's better suited for some of them than I am. Some of them, 
uh, I stay on like a bad habit. You know, some of them he stays on like a bad habit. And and that's the beauty of coaching. You know, most of the time, if I have to get after them, then it ain't going to be good. And I don't want to get after them. But I do want things done right, and I do want to be prepared. When we step on that field, if, if there's a team that's better than us and they beat us, I can live with that. But because they were better prepared and uh, they practice more and we just don't perform, then I can't live with that. So, you know, um, that's that's the bad part of only seeing these girls uh, a time or two. And that's why I'd like, you know, to be able to practice every day. And so it's it's a it's a bad thing and a good thing. You know, it, it I mean, we're in women's football. Uh, we both love it. I mean, obviously, we wouldn't hang in there as long as we have and, and be trying as hard as what we are trying um, to make this thing go, not just for our team, but for women's football. And I just, you know, think that if these coaches would put forth more effort, uh, some of these teams, their players would put more through more effort, you know, put forth more effort. And there's nobody puts forth more effort than, than we do. And if our players would match that effort, um, we would we'd be great every year. So that being said, um, we're about done for show nine. I, I want to thank JC Hawk Sports Network uh, for having us on. Let's talk about women's football and, and other sports. And uh, you know, without her, this wouldn't be possible. And uh, I want to thank Mike for being on here and helping me in the all while I was gone. And everybody that calls in or listens to the show and sends in these questions. I know it's uh, late here on the East Coast and. Uh, a lot of people can't listen or, or listen later because uh, it gets late. So for all you people that hang in there with us every Tuesday night, I want to thank you, and uh, we sure appreciate it. So on, uh, myself and on behalf of Coach Mike Wallace, uh, we'll talk to you next Tuesday.